Welcome to SPR Scion Pirate Radio, your new source for the news that won't quite make it to the mainstream because it's too niche. I'm interrupting your regularly scheduled program because, well, I can. Plus, you should know what's going on in the universe. After decrypting some faster-than-light communication, I was able to intercept a few tidbits of info. Did you know that we have a new government to corpo conversion? It's the first one in the last 100 years. The Galaxy Cooperative, or GC to those who live there, covered nine planets. It seems things were going well, but when it was discovered that the invasive fungus spreading through the GC planets could be refined for industrial applications, and well, profits won out. Somebody there also wanted to keep the GC acronym going, and they are now calling themselves Garlock Chemicals. Now, I'm not sure if I completely decrypted the communication correctly toward the end, but there was something about side effects, and I couldn't get anything else out of it. Nothing can be wrong there. Just wish when I decrypted the communications, it was clearer, like after the specialized signal processors that the big corpos have, so I didn't have to listen to the annoying hum that seems to be omnipresent. In other news, it seems there's a Novman Dynamics salvage crew going through a station built into an asteroid. Not many of those around. Now, I may have, again, decrypted this wrong, but seems they found a cryo chamber with someone alive in it. I can't believe it. It also says they had a run-in with an animated skeleton, which was cut in half when the cryo chamber came to life. So, I'm not sure how much I'd put into this new story. Well, that's all for SPR today, and I guess I'll let you go back to your regularly scheduled program, Call of the Scion, and It Can Eat You when it's outside a helmet. I always never know how to start these things. So we'll start it there. (laughs) Just a poof, and we're going. Uh, So you guys are finding yourselves in front of a door that is hard locked down as the station that you're in, Aeris Station, is currently in vacuum. In fact, the front door is open and the door in front of you goes into a chamber that had some cryogenic stuff in it. And there's there was someone that just got up off, out of one of those pods, kind of a older gentleman, you know, kind of frazzled hair, gray beard, and he waved at you, uh, and then kind of looks around, um, and he looks dazed, confused, something along those lines. Um, he waved to you, but he's kind of looking around. Um, Less confused than us. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, you see, for one second, though, a, a moment of what you're guessing is is sanity. Um and that just aha moment on his face, and then it immediately goes back to looking dazed and confused. Um, he gets up, kind of looks around, kind of scratching his head, uh, goes over to the computer, presses a couple buttons for a couple seconds, um, and then kind of walks over to the door, looks at it, kind of scratching his chin, pulling, tugging on his beard. Hmm. Uh walks back over somewhere, pulls out like a headset and puts it on uh, and then out of the earpiece, pulls like a little dongle out of it 
and then walks over to the door and you see him fiddling with the other side and uh, looks at you guys, kind of cocks his head, looks at, like, motions from his headset, like, kind of pulling his hands out and then showing him jabbing at the door and then points at you guys. Uh, I don't have a headset. <laughs> I know I don't. You do have communication in your spacesuit. Um, you just don't have something that plugs into the door. Although, one of you definitely does. Sure. Alright, I'll go plug into it. Okay. So you pull out your cyberdeck and jack in. Uh, once again, uh, you notice that your cyberdeck is not in control. Uh, like last time, when you guys were fiddling with, with the doors... Uh, you were inside the cryo chamber, and uh, some bad stuff was happening, and you wanted to get out of there uh, rather quickly. So you you jacked in, and, and it took over your cyber deck. The same thing happens, except this time, uh, not only does your cyber deck uh, light up in your headset, uh, Aiden, you hear someone talking to you as as the other person starts talking, but also Dante, your headset lights up immediately as well wireless i suppose okay yep 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 absolutely i, I need better equipment and firewalls <laughs> uh the and you can tell it's the gentleman on the other side that starts talking to you and uh hello who who are you well hello um i am uh aiden monroe um uh, we're on the uh we're we're on a salvage mission here. Uh, from your, um, who are you? Uh, yes, very good, very good. Uh, I'm I'm going to name you Tim. Uh, and and who is the other gentleman here? Employee sixteen from Noverman Dynamics here for recon and uh, sc- scrap removal. Scrap removal. Ah, there's probably a lot of scrap here. Uh, and he'll kind of get confused for a second, and he'll wander off. Uh, and kind of go looking around in the in the room, it, and he's kind of muttering to himself. He's like, "Hmm, yes, yes, scrap. Uh, oh, yes, yes, that's right. Uh, um, something. Uh, what was that? Ah, yes, okay. Uh, and he'll walk back to the door. Uh, who are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 sorry again, Aiden Monroe. Um, uh, we are on a salvage mission here. Um. The station has been uh, recorded has been lost, loss of communication and abandoned, uh, and we're here on a salvage salvage operation to salvage the station. And we came across you in the pod, and something activated to release you from some sort of state of stasis. Uh, and who are you? Uh, and how did you survive? Uh, I, I think you're confused, sir. Uh, you're you're definitely Tim. Uh, and he'll turn around and look at it. Oh, that must be a cryo chamber. I must have come out of there. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, it it looks like uh, with your helmets on, uh, are you having some trouble out there? Uh, yeah, uh, station has completely lost power other than the individual battery-operated doors and devices. Uh, and we're supposed to evacuate any and all valuables from the station onto our ship. Ah, yes. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, 
I'm supposing if you're you're going to do that, you're going to need to restore power to the station. Uh, that would probably be a good thing. Uh, there's a lot of things that could help uh, get stuff out. Um, so, oh, I have something. One minute here. Uh, he walks back over to the terminal that's in the room and just duck it, duck it, duck it, duck it, duck it. Starts pressing some keys, uh, and a on your cyber deck, a map pulls up of the station, um, and you see, you see some, a, a lot of different things. Uh, you can see from where you're at. Um, you remember when you came in first off, uh, when you guys first came into the station, you had to get the front door open. It wasn't opening for you. Not surprising. Uh, getting that open, you kind of walked in past the living quarters, and then you came to a kind of a T, and you guys took the right uh, and ended up here at the cryo chamber right and looking at the map you can see definitely the um, kind of storage area at the entrance you see the living quarters marked on the map you see the science lab marked which based on the map you're seeing is the the cryo chamber here there are some ancillary rooms around the science room as well um, and it's just marked the science area basically right um, you see that if you go the other way down there, you can see that it is marked as another storage room, but this one is marked mech storage room. As well as past that, they have a two areas, uh, server room and a generator room. So kind of where you're at, you're going to need to go through the general mech storage room as it's marked uh, to get to the generator room uh, and the server room off of it. And he'll walk back to the door. Uh, by chance, have, have any of you um, seen um, Grim? Yes. Yes? Yes, he's right out here with us. Oh, good. Well then, he should be able to help you. Yes! Uh, I pulled out his upper half. I'll, uh, Put it up to the door and introduce Grim. He is quite grim by this point. Ah, yes. Uh, could you plug him in? I'd like to talk to him as well. Perfect. Uh, can I find a little dongle off his suit? Uh, yeah, the the central part uh, where the plug would be was where the battery was and was sheared in half. So you can pull out the cable. Uh... Oh, I have to go to the lower half for the cable. Uh, the top half has the cable, but it's in the it's in the battery. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, any cable I can find, I'll just plug it in. Okay. Uh, Plugging in the skeleton. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's best friend. Uh, he he just starts talking to him. Uh, it's it's very nonsensical uh, what he starts talking about. So kind of the initial conversation is, ah, have, did you find your your toenail clippers? <laughs> As you... I'll just nod his head for him. <laughs> So on the one side, you're holding onto this bubble because the spacesuit had the bubble type of helmet and you're just kind of rattling the skull on the inside uh, as as this guy's talking to it. And he's like, oh, good. I'm glad you found those. I, 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 I should find mine in here. And he'll wander away for a second and come back. No, nope, I can't find the screwdriver. Uh, uh, well... I'll, I'll sit here and talk to Grim. Uh, I, I think you guys will need to, to restore power here. Uh, we're going to need that. Um, and uh, 
I think you had a question before. I think your question, what was your question? Let's see here. Uh, no, it was definitely not my weight. Um, uh, was it about this station? No, it wasn't about this station. Ah, Walter. Yes, I am Walter. Uh, do you have a last name, Walter? Uh, I agree with 16. Uh, probably. Uh, what was your role on the station? Uh, I think, ultimately, it seems to have been Meat Popsicle. Excellent. That in my notes. Oh, you're keeping notes on Meat Popsicles. What other notes do you have on those? I find it very useful for the future eulogies to keep enough notes about people. Uh, if we recover their dog tags, I can match it up to my notes and then say a few kind words as we space their ashes. Ah, okay. Oh, that's a great idea. And he'll walk back over to his computer and you can see him typing stuff into there. Uh, and he comes back. Okay, uh, I've got some stuff. Uh, interesting fact about yourself, Tim. Um, I fix things on spaceships. Hmm. That doesn't make for a very good eulogy. That's the most interesting thing you've got? Okay. I do a good job. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm out here. It's trying to come up with something more interesting. Uh, he goes back and... Tick, 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 uh, and comes back and goes, Okay, and and Grim, how about yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, sometimes... I like to catalog the birds I see flying by the station. Well, Grim, that's... Oh, see? See, that's perfect. Uh, And he wanders back, but doesn't go to the terminal. Uh, In fact, as he's walking away, he takes off his headset and sets it down and starts looking at where where he came out of the pod and kind of scratching his head and uh, goes over, grabs a, a wrench, walks over to it and kind of taps on it grab you know pulls on his beard hmm and then just starts generally putzing around in there uh doesn't look like he's he's not using any tool in a way that looks like it's supposed to be used um he at one point goes over to the terminal kind of looks at it kind of looks at it grabs you know, something that fell off of, of Grimm's suit. Uh, now we're naming him Grimm. Uh, and it's like a button or something and kind of throws it at the terminal and goes, hmm. And then types something into the terminal uh, and does that. And looks like he starts putzing around in there. So I'm going to grab some space tape and just sort of rig Grim up to the window keep him there okay uh, so they can they can keep their combo going okay uh, and Aiden and I are gonna take the other fork on the T uh, but we also have to disconnect from this damn wireless audio so we are no longer broadcasting to Walter here uh, so we can talk about Walter behind his back I will disconnect the audio and um, there's some strange things going on with my cyber deck. Um, it's not supposed to be doing stuff on its own like it has been. So no confidence that uh, 
Our communications are not hacked, or we are not being monitored, since I have lost control of the cyberdeck. Yep. As you as you just do, FYI, you do disconnect it. You notice that it doesn't look like it it fully disconnected. The physical connection came off. So why don't you give me a a check to kind of futz with your cyberdeck to get it fully disconnected? And this is going to be. Um, and I need to get to the spot in here where that is. We're going to go with this one being a... This one's going to be an easy. So it's going to be a 50 to roll to uh, completely disconnect it. Um, I rolled a 44, which... Um, do I get my... Uh, do I have my competency bonus with this since I am a mechanic and working with the uh, you you have your cyber deck, so we'll we'll give that. So that puts you at a fifty four, and also doubles. So, not only do you succeed in fully disconnecting it, you get some additional stuff. What do you think that would be? Uh, hopefully, it's some feedback information on how they took over the deck. Is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> okay, some uh, protocols so I can learn how to block. I can learn how to block this in the future. Okay. Uh, what you find, uh, in fact, because of your your critical success is the protocols on these doors are military grade. Uh, mind you, they're, um, you've had some run-ins with some stuff based on where you were at the space station. You had some military ships come through, um, and they, they had to take some caution with you dealing with their ships, uh, but you caught some stuff on it. So it seems like it's a little older of military tech, but at the same time, you can tell that this is full-on military tech inside this door. Not the station, not the terminal in there. The door itself is made to do this type of stuff. It is way over-engineered than any door you have ever seen. And once you physically disconnected from it, you notice that the Wi-Fi connection, you just... I mean, ultimately, for you, it was like, turn off Wi-Fi, boop! And it disconnected and kind of reset that connection. All right. So now that we're disconnected, um, my thoughts on Walter are he has a few screws loose because he's an experimental cryo sleep person of some sort. And the technology is incomplete for a reason and not used for a reason. And Walter is the reason because he's... um, and I'm be motioning with my finger, um, like in a circular pattern, like he's cuckoo. My take's definitely different, because he knows too much about the station and how to work its systems. He's not the experiment. Uh, that was just the last refuge he could get to when the station went sideways. Um, but there's still a fifty percent chance we're going to space him. Uh, he is very useful. But you're right, he is gone. Alright, number six, you think we should get power back on? <laughs> now, sorry, hold 16. on here. I'm, I believe I'm 16. Uh, power... Getting power back on in that room has caused us nothing but problems. Uh, I believe Pill, our friendly lawyer-in-residence, has said he, that dude is the most valuable salvage from the station now? Is, is that was it the, the dude or the equipment the dude was in? Uh, Pill, Pill will speak up as you guys are kind of talking because she's, you know, connected to you guys. Um, based on your contract, you have to have her in on conversations. Um, 
now, mind you, you're re- legally required. Now, if she's not looking and you guys are having a conversation, who knows what you could do, right? Uh, but she'll she'll pipe up and be like, okay, so here's here's my take on this. Uh, what what we need is we'd love to have have Walter. Uh, he's an a test subject of cryogenic freezing that actually got unfrozen, assuming that's what we're seeing, right? And we want the the machine that's in there. So ultimately, would we would like both? Uh, to be honest, what's more important uh, would be the machine itself. But uh, would love to have both of them. All right. Um, well, I don't see how we can um, get him in a spacesuit unless we get power to the station and restore atmospheric pressure to the entire station. Because otherwise, when we open the door, it's going to just decompress and suck him out through a little hole. Um, so we've got to pressurize the station up if we're going to get him a suit to get out. Or convince him to get back in the, in the, the pod, then I don't know how we safely transport the pod, since it's unknown tech. I mean, we can take a, stab, take a stab at it with him in it, but uh, that's more risky than, than just putting him in a spacesuit and having him come on the ship. It's less risky. If you've ever been on a ship with someone who's got space fever, like, you're not going to want a dude pushing buttons on your ship as you light speed back home. Like, uh, <laughs> uh okay, 55% chance we space them now. That's, I just talked myself up. <laughs> Uh, well, I think under uh, Mrs. Potts says he's he's part of the valuable cargo that we're recovering at this point. So there's lots of valuable cargo, and not all of it is going to make it back. What kind of scientist are you that you're just going to kill people? <laughs> the pragmatic <laughs> kind. This gentleman has survived. Is a survivor, so um, we should take him back. We should try. Yes. I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if we fail, there's plenty of expensive stuff to take back and fulfill our contract with. All right, let's go down and get power back up to the station here. Uh, is that just restoring power and atmospheric pressure? You know, anyone else have any other ideas? I have an idea. And that is to survey some additional rooms, because when we return power to the station, those rooms are going to turn on. And if we see some equipment that should be sabotaged to not function when power comes back on, we might want to do that rather than just have the entire circus light up, all the Ferris wheels come on, and we have to deal with the consequences of every room spitting out Walters at us. Walters or Grimm's? I find that we handled Grimm quite well, and he's been a gentleman since. (laughs) So... The Grims are, are creepy, but okay. The Walters are annoying and spaceable. <laughs> unless, unless they start to outnumber us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we can ask Walter if there's any more rooms like this in the station. Um, that door alone that that's between it is probably worth the salvage itself for this mission. Just, not even the equipment in the room, just the door protecting the room is got some crazy tech on it if his life support was failing i would say yes we have to ask him 
and then go get power on quick as it stands i value our visual confirmation of the rooms far more than his crazy opinion and we're not pressed for time or pressed for time as we can see yet let's survey some rooms let's survey the station i mean i'm not in any hurry to appease walter at all he hasn't really asked us for much yet anyway so so let's get some rooms let's kick in some doors let's get our clipboards out let's 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 tally up what we see in some rooms and if there's something that needs breaking i'll break it and then we get the power on and retally like oh this room has more people in it now oops and then deal with walter I mean, there's nothing in the contract that says we have to do this all in one trip, too. So if we have to just do a transport full of people and then come back for more tech... Oh, Pill will... I went the other way. I'm sorry. Yeah, Pill will transport speak up and tech. say... Yeah, Pill will say, if if we have enough stuff that we get out of here that two trips is necessary, that's perfectly good. But mine was the reverse of his. Mm-hmm. We transport all the tech first, we come back to pick up the corpses. Okay. The people will sort themselves out if we wait long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pill, rather chillingly, uh, is perfectly okay with that. She's like, uh, the test subjects, uh, if we get them uh, later, as long as we can we can uh, go through and do our uh, testing on them later, that would be perfectly okay. Uh, why don't you two roll a fear check on that? Me and Pill are on the same wavelength. It's the way she said it. It was, like, devoid of, of emotion and humanity. Well, uh, I'm feeling good with a 37. Uh, 45. Okay. Uh, both of you go ahead and take one fear from that. Uh, so, as I'm guessing then, you are both going to, and Pill, of course, are going to start heading towards, uh, based on the map that you guys had uh, received from Walter, it's kind of at that T-intersection, you can go the other way to go through the mech storage into uh, the generator room, and on the back side of that is the the server room. Definitely proceed that way. Um, God, mech storage is going to be a nightmare. Uh, so you you start walking back and uh, start coming it, it's the station itself is more circular so as you're kind of going through anywhere like the main hallway that you're kind of walking through follows like a kind of circular pattern um, and so you're kind of walking around uh, as you as you get to the point where you're gonna be able to start seeing the T intersection that you originally came in on why don't you both give me a stealth roll as something's moving as you round it, and I'm guessing you wouldn't want to immediately be seen. Uh, This is going to be an easy, uh, so this is a 30. This is the one I'll roll real good on. Yeah, it is. 70. 16. I am not very stealthy. I've got the cypher deck. I'm extra clunky. Okay. Uh, So we'll say that, uh, Dante, you're in the lead, and as you come around the corner, uh, you immediately stop. And, like, what you see in front of you are three suits. Uh, people, suits, you're not 
completely sure. Uh, the helmet design is more of an enclosed uh, design. So it's not like the bubble of, of what you had for what is colloquially named Grim. Uh, you And they're kind of looking like they're going to walk toward where you came in, toward the living quarters and the um, initial storage. And right behind you, Aiden just runs into the back of you. And the suits stop moving for a second. And one of them turns towards you. Now this one kind of, from the side, the suit is made that kind of the sides are solid where the earpieces would be and then kind of a wrap of a bubble goes around. So when it turns towards you, uh, the skeleton, these vacant eyes turn towards you as it's looking to see what the the motion was that it saw as you kind of bumped out just a little bit. There's no sound being transmitted here. You're in a vacuum, right? So uh, it would have been a movement or something like that that caught attention. And looks towards you, and go ahead and give me another fear roll on this one. Just a cheeky little fear roll here. No, no biggie. Hey, no, no, that's the wrong way. I thought it was a 92. Uh, it was, in fact, a 29. Okay, still higher than your, your current fear, right? Uh, my current fear is 3. Okay. Yep, you don't, you don't get anything from that. Uh, and because you succeeded on your your role there it turns back and the three suits or whatever they are uh the the undead start walking toward the living quarters toward the storage toward the exit to your ship do we have military grade doors on our ship the answer feels like a no oh no you have the cheapest door that could be on there you like if a pipe like we talked about this station was made where the door is like yeah we don't want pirates getting in here your ship is there's a button that says open door you push the button the door opens hopefully wait we don't even have like a basic lock on the door oh my gosh nope oh no 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 uh Pretending I didn't see a skeleton. There's three dudes, and if they take our ship, like, that's bad. Uh, and we're three dudes, counting pill. We we could, we're evenly matched, right? <laughs> and if they are skeletons, they can't be that strong. We got more muscle mass than them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Do we rush them? Fighting in zero G sucks. Uh, Alright, I turn back to our group. And I give them the quickest, dirtiest rundown that there are three dudes headed towards our ship. Oh, maybe we should call out to them? and Nope, that would be bad. Uh, trust me on that one, we don't have time to explain. <laughs> okay, there's three dudes heading toward the ship. Like, but let's try to beat them to the ship. I mean, this is not appropriate. There's only one path. <laughs> yeah, speak- we know where that is. Pill speaks up and <laughs> says, "Well, two things. Uh, one, they might not be going to the ship. 
they could just be going to the living quarters that are that, that are that way. Uh, and secondarily, to be honest, if they ended up on the ship, that's kind of where we want them anyways. Not where I want them. Uh, they're going to go through my bunk. <laughs> that's where I keep all my stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, so how are there people? There's, there's other people. This is already not going according to plan. There's not supposed to be people alive on the station. Like, not... People, like multiple groups of people alive on the station here. Well, maybe there were multiple cryo chambers. I'll just pretend that is the case. And the dude just had a decal on his helmet. You know, like the Punisher decal. He just looks like a cool, mean skull. Walter was pushing buttons. He could have woken up any number of people at this point. 60% chance we space him now. <laughs> the number keeps going up. Mm-hmm. He keeps pulling shit. He's gonna get spaced. Uh, alright. If they are not going to our ship, we probably shouldn't attack first and ask questions later. Uh, so we could follow them behind them. Quite a ways behind them. Because... It, they're just walking forward. They're not going to look behind, right? And we're all quiet. We'll just float float behind them. Uh, if we could find some some like debris to hide behind while we're floating, they'll be like, oh, there's just a box floating down the hallway. But it's us. Pill speaks up again and says, well, with the fact that we found out the door just back down the hall was military grade, if in the other storage room... Uh, the entrance looks like they were bringing stuff in. The other storage room might have military-grade things in it. Uh, so we might be able to get something out of there. If it comes down to where we need to disable, not destroy, disable uh, those people. All right. Pills, the most valuable employee. Uh, I'm second. Aiden's third. I'm sorry. That's how the ranking goes right now. No, Aiden's second. Aiden has done more with that cyber deck than... Fuck, I don't want to be third. <laughs> okay, I'm third. Uh, let's let's check the room they came from before sneaking down at them. Uh, I would love to get something other than like an improvised spear. Uh, but puncturing spacesuits with improvised spears turns out real handy on space station combat is don't knock it mm-hmm. uh so you how are you gonna go by the intersection what's your what's your plan we wait until they're far-ish down uh we, we take a peek to make sure they're still moving and then we push off of something in the hallway so we zip right across okay uh, so kind of sneaking up to the intersection and taking a quick peek around the corner uh, as, you know, stealthily as possible. Now, mind you, uh, the fact that you're wearing a big thing on your head, which extends uh, that distance, uh, you can you can do that. There are other ways to peek around, uh, but this one you kind of look around, so you kind of that, 
you know, if you're looking from the alternate perspective, like you're looking in the movies, you just see slowly the top of your helmet kind of going around until it gets to where the, the you know, visible, where you can see through your, your helmet. And peeking around, uh, you don't see anybody down the hall. Perfect. Uh, more perfect because I don't think I sort of would have said I oh I definitely turn off my lights as well like having the lights be the first thing passing above the (laughs) (laughs) is someone peeking at us down from that hallway I don't know I can't even see it's too blinding much stealth much stealth such hide (laughs) yeah there's I don't know how there's no stealth going on here (laughs) but I mean if you turn off your headlights you could see theirs (laughs) <laughs> right. yeah, there you go and then no, nothing else and then we know, we yep. know where they're gone is that uh, we can't see anything anymore exactly nope. uh, so you guys continue down the hallway and uh, the next room of course that you're coming to um, is a, the mech storage is what it's marked on your map so opening the door uh, this is a, a fairly large room um it's going to be the primary storage for the the station. The entryway was just kind of you're guessing uh, based on the size of what you're looking into um, was just a staging area, kind of bring it in and then and then get it sorted out where it would go or go into primary storage here. Uh, the door is already open, uh, and so going into the room um, again, kind of a cavernous room. Uh, that you're walking into. Uh, As you're walking in, your lights are kind of scanning around and and looking at things. There's definitely racks where things would be stored. Um, There's also a fair amount of stuff floating around. Not an excessive amount. Um, As you're looking at the storage on the sides, you can tell that there's netting over stuff to kind of keep it in place. Some of them are, are actually enclosed areas that would have things in it and everything like that. Uh, And going into the room you are looking forward and you start noticing that there are a fair amount of spacesuits in this room. Kind of in a little bit floating around, but all of them have been torn open. Uh, Inside, as you're looking at it, you can see that the suits themselves, like that, have been peeled open like a banana. And where, when you first came into the station, there were some people floating around that were frozen, kind of in different positions and things like that. These look like they have been chewed on, eaten, something. Uh, It looks like there's a lot of trauma, and it doesn't, like, immediately looking at it, it does not look like it was shot or anything like that. It looks like stuff was torn off of them. As you kind of move in, looking forward you suddenly see that that light right that yellow light that circular yellow light starts slowly turning on and then start rotating and it starts lighting up in front of you ultimately a mech a loading mech so this is this is one it's painted yellow it's made to look like that it's you know Armature is made where it's got, you know, longer type of, in essence, fingers. Each arm has two fingers that are made to close um, and stay parallel, so that way they can grab onto things. 
But what starts standing out is the central part where the person would be is not the size of a person. There's there's definitely something there. And you see that same type of white mist that you saw when Walter was waking up in the room in there. And inside of a small helmet sitting atop the loader, it does that. And then once that starts clearing, the mech starts standing up. And inside is, as far as you can tell, a disconnected head. The head is there, and there are cables coming out from where the neck would be going down into the loader. And as it kind of comes up, you get a broadcast. Now, this isn't uh, necessarily military grade, but this is kind of when you're in a loading dock and stuff like that, you want to be able to talk to other people. And so the audio that's being sent to you is not something that's taking you taking over anything it's just your suits are set up where you know you can broadcast to other suits like hey i'm talking to you right that happens on this one and the the head however you want to say that opens its mouth and you can tell that the teeth on this head are filed down into points and on the broadcast you hear Father, father, where are you? Hungry. And it starts moving. Go ahead and give me a fear check. I don't think you even need to. I'm out of there. (laughs) 47. 19. (laughs) Both of you succeed. However, both of you can take a D6 of fear. A three. Five. That could have been better. What are the odds you think we can get this guy to fight the three guys further down the hall? I bet you if we run past them fast enough, they'll be left standing there wondering what the hell, and the loader comes up and says hello to him. Aiden, would you roll on your your fear? Oh, uh, three, three. Okay. Uh, so as you're as you're saying that, Dante, Pill kind of puts her her hand, you know, her kind of has her fists and puts them on her hips with her elbows out, and she goes, hmm. Yeah, we're going to need that, too. I mean, I agree. Having that loader would help us load stuff. But it appears to be occupied. Well, yes, we need that. Uh, Pills die. That's (laughs) going to make me sad, because she's currently the most valuable employee. Uh, So... as As you quickly, you know, scan around, this thing is kind of coming to life right it doesn't look like it's necessarily specifically seen you uh or or recognized you uh there could be two different things that it it, but it's not like staring at you like i see you and i'm coming to get you it's kind of like waking up type of idea Uh, in this room you have some boxes floating around but think of like you know four foot four foot four foot type of boxes are just lazily kind of moving around. They're not really doing a whole lot, uh, per se. 
Um, you have you know stuff along the walls, and you have you have a fair amount of things going on in this area. It is a major storage area, uh, so you have a lot of opportunity to to see things, hide, do what you would like. Um, but based on what Pill was saying, disabling it where it's not going to hurt you guys is probably a good thing to do, uh, as you're going to need to procure said item. Why don't we get to walk to the ship, or get to uh, head over to the ship first, and then we can disable it when it's in the ship. When you say ship, you mean our ship. <laughs> Let's keep the smashy-smashy mech away from our ship. That's my first suggestion. I had other suggestions, but that has now been bumped up to first. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for establishing our priority. Uh, my mind immediately goes to the station we're on has been described as circular mm-hmm. so you are have you ever played keep away around like a table rob mm-hmm. you just you're always at the 180 degrees from whoever else you're trying to keep away from uh my knowledge of these mechs loading and stuff um their top speed can we physically outrun them uh the mechs themselves are are made to uh, be very precise, but when they need to move, as you've got to load a lot of uh, uh, materials and things like that, they can move pretty quick. And the other thing is, they do have a lot of power, and in zero G, if it were to, you can kind of tell when you're looking at it that it definitely has uh, a type of mag boot on the bottom as it's not floating around, and as it's moving, it's not, the physics aren't causing it to leave where it's at. Like, it's kind of waking up and standing up, which would be kind of pushing off, would typically cause anything to kind of come off the floor, and it's not doing that. There's there's either a mag, mag boots or something keeping it on the floor. Uh, but if it were to push off and release those, it could probably go pretty fast. Pretty fast is terrible in an enclosed zero-g environment because he'll be going pretty fast into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would. is terrible for him. Good for us. It's going to slow him down. If... If we run fast enough, we will be behind him. That's what a circular station gets for us. If we, we're in front of him until we're not, and then we're behind him. Uh, and I can earn most valuable employee status if I am the slowest runner and I distract him in front of him while you run fast and get behind him. And when you're behind him, just disconnect some wires, do your tech thing, and we get the loader. And Pill's happy, and I'm the most valuable employee then. And... All's good, right? Let's go. Okay. So the plan is to, to get around behind this thing. The The room you're in, ultimately going around the entire station, uh, you're pretty sure you wouldn't need to. Like, this is a fairly cavernous room, right? And is it? Yep, we're talking, we're talking a few hundred feet type of idea here. Shit. Um, uh, it's made to do a lot of storage, and there is a fair amount of stuff in here as well, right? And again, uh, Pill mentioned earlier, you know, there might be some military-grade shooty-shooty stuff in here, potentially. Uh, there might be some other stuff that you could find, uh, but skirting the outside and kind of hiding among things would definitely work. So perfect. Uh, so first off, uh, we'll start with. We'll start with Dante, since you kind of came up with a plan. How are you going to get this thing's attention? Well, I'll be the only one in the group standing in front of him. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, hopefully, the other two party members can sort of not stand in front of him. And then I just have to tank a couple of hits, right? It's no big deal. Uh, whereas, by tank, I mean let some of the standing shelves tank the hits while I bob and weave uh, through the shelves or in between the shelves. or It's zero G. I mean, I can get up on top of a shelf with minimal effort. Okay. Uh, so the other thing that you could do, uh, if you would like, is just as I mentioned before, your the communications you have in your suit allow for a couple different things, right? One of them is a broadcast, just the same as you you heard from from this mech, right? Uh, as he was talking about father, you can broadcast as well, and the suit should pick it up as well. Talk my way out of this, or at least get it get the attention of the mech because remember as you're doing things there's no sound going through here you're in a vacuum so true okay i will start as soon as i am assured uh that our party members are on board and in motion to carry out their side of this plan pill pill nods her head and immediately starts skirting left All right, I will go on whatever side the e-stop operations would be on for this device. Okay. Because yep. typically these sort of things, uh, if you've been in an industrial environment, they have some sort of emergency stop that, like, if the operator becomes incapacitated, you can disable it from the ground to get the operator out safely, and I'll be my, uh, orienting myself to access that, that sort of panel, that panel. Okay. Uh, you start... You go the opposite way uphill. Uh, you're pretty sure based on based on these machines and what you know of them, that type of stuff. I mean, you've worked with them. You you're at a docking station, so these things were all around. Uh, this looks like an older model, uh, so it's not exactly what you've dealt with before. But then again, you've you've definitely had experience with loaders before. So you you start skirting right. Uh, pill went left, uh, and Dante, what do you what do you say? Click. Make sure. Uh, comms are directed, IR, whatever it's using to direct comms, pointed straight at the mech, and I say, Son, you have made me so proud. Uh, the mech, uh, as it's kind of going up, stiffens, and the head snaps up, and the eyes are kind of, one's kind of looking just to the left of you, and the other one is looking far right of you. And both eyes suddenly snap forward and look straight at you. Perfect. And Good distraction. bears its teeth and starts moving towards you. Uh, Aiden, what are you doing here? How are you going about this? I'm waiting for it to uh, pass. And then after it, uh, as soon as it's within range, behind, it does, I'm not in its field of view or attention span, it going for the e-stop. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Uh, this is going to be, a, and I misstate, did it wrong in the other one. You had a trivial roll before. This one's going to be uh, an easy. Actually, we're going to do a trivial this time. It's very focused on on Dante. So uh, this is going to be a thirty for your check to kind of not draw its attention uh, from your movement. And we have a fifty-one. Fifty-one. All right, you start moving around, uh, and also as you're moving, you can see that uh, kind of the storage areas are also marked. 
and so you're just kind of passing by and there's like like think uh like a little bit larger of the label makers right the little sticky plastic label makers but a little bit bigger than that uh and you kind of have that so it's you know one of them might say um uh dehydrated food the next one's you know uh science equipment the next one's refrigerant which is a fairly large area in here uh that type of stuff uh you do pass you do pass a weapons one as you go go buy it uh and it's kind of a it looks like a locker so you can kind of see what's in it so it's like uh grading rather than uh enclosed um as you start skirting around So this machine, and Pill is going around the other side. Uh, so let me give her a roll to see if she can uh, get by as well without being seen. And rolls a 27. Uh, but with her uh, profession, uh, she doesn't get seen. So, the machine starts very quickly, and I mean very quickly, Dante coming at you. Like, full sprint. Um, Also, whatever it is connecting it to the floor is definitely keeping it connected. Uh, And it is moving at you at a very, very rapid clip. That's that's, that's what I wanted. Oh, well, that's maybe not what I wanted. That's going to be real hard for the other team members to... Uh, so we just have to sort of arrest its forward movement, and the best way to do that is with some shelving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will line myself up so I can squeak through two shelves, like find a spot where there's not stuff packed into the shelves. Mm-hmm. I can pass through, and he can not easily. I'm sure he can eventually. Yep. Uh, you go in there. Uh, and just as you get in there, like you, you immediately look around like, Oh God, I got to get in somewhere. You squeak into an area. And as you're going in, it nipped at the back of your suit as you were going in there. Like you were, you were just barely, you could actually feel a little bit of a bump on your suit as it nicked you as you're getting in there. Um, in the broadcast, uh, as it's grabbing for you, your father, Father, uh, and it sounds rather agitated and starts tearing at the supports of the shelving. Now, mind you, you're in zero G, so nothing's going to fall on you. But it is starting to rip apart this shelving. Perfect. Uh, That'll keep him busy. Aiden, uh, let's hit that e stop, shall we? <laughs> okay. So you're gonna you're gonna angle yourself and push off toward it? How are you going to... What are you doing to get over to it here? Uh, I assume I have the the mag boots. I can just walk right up to it. If It's 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 very distracted. It's not paying attention. Yep. So you you turn on your mag so boots. I'm just going to walk over to the leg and go, boop, push yep. the e-stop. Uh, when you get over there, you notice that this... It does have a spot where it's like that type of thing, but for some reason, whoever made this uh, it's a a panel with a connector on it. What kind of e-stop is that? What kind of 
so this doesn't this mech doesn't have proper safety mechanisms on it. it doesn't have regulation safety mechanisms on it. Um, Military regulations, but they don't care about their employees. So, so it looks like that it's something that you'd have to plug into to to with some type of device to make it stop. Please make it stop. Um, what about the the cords? Could I just cut the power cords to it? It's got power cords that are currently powering it. Is that how it's getting its power, or does it have battery backup? Battery backup. Okay, so that wouldn't do it then. So yeah, I have to plug into it to disable it. Okay. All right, let's try that. My compromised deck and see what happens. <laughs> All right, so you you plug into it, uh, and as it's its leg is kind of stationary, which is where you'd be plugging in. So you can you can definitely plug in, and you get that jacked in. Um, the first thing you notice is that this thing doesn't take over your cyber deck. Your menu, as normal, pops up like, hey, I've got a connection, what do you want me to do? Uh, but as this is tearing apart the structure, uh, it's starting to get closer to you, uh, Dante. And it looks like, if unless something happens real quick, either you move or something happens, it's going to uh, to nip at you. So why don't you give me, give me a roll to kind of squeeze yourself into this area. More squeezing. Yep, and this is going to be a uh, easy, so it's going to be at a fifty. Thank God for that. A fifty-three. Okay. Uh, with the fifty-three, uh, it is coming at you, and you're able to kind of scoot right, um, but not before it nicks your suit, just ever so slightly. So you end up with, you know, probably, you know. A third of a centimeter hole in your your suit and you can tell it starts venting out which luckily also pushes you away from the second one that is lucky technically just enough where it doesn't get its second its second swipe at you that's what the tape is for well and these suits are made to move shit i mean stuff's gonna bump around you're gonna get a tear they got enough oxygen in them uh, and Aiden, now that you're plugged in, what are you, what are you doing with this? Uh, emergency safety shut down. Okay. Uh, you start fiddling with your stuff, and go ahead and give me a uh, mechanical roll uh, to go through your menus as fast as possible, so Aiden doesn't get crunchied here. I got a 52. Uh, that's not a 99. Okay. Is that with I would, your? I would I would prefer double zeros, which would be the highest possible roll. But mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so a fifty-two. This thing shuts down uh, and starts. The machine itself starts powering down. Uh, the top of it, though, as the machine is powering down, that kind of top part, the the head part with the bubble, starts slinking out. And it's almost like a snake type of thing, uh, with the the helmet attached to kind of like a looks like a mechanical uh, spine in essence, uh, and it starts. Hell. <laughs> it, okay. The head swivels around and looks at uh, you, Aiden, and bares its teeth and still broadcasting from from this. Father, they've hurt me can't eat you when it's inside of a helmet 
and right we're, as uh, you we're said, on a rescue slash salvage mission. Uh, right as you you said that, Dante, the helmet, the top part of the helmet, <laughs> blows off. Uh, it can eat you when it's outside of a helmet. And the the eyes inside of this this head start bugging out uh, as it's now in in a vacuum. Bears its teeth though and starts squirming towards you, uh, Aiden. One, go ahead. One of those shelves said. One of those self said um, weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me a fear roll, both of you, as you watch this thing. Just because you didn't hear it, there was no there was no sound, but there's the decompression on this helmet as it does that, and it's still connected to this spine thing. It's probably about six foot long, and it looks like it's going to start squirming towards you. I don't see what the point of the fear roll is because I'm running for the weapons locker right now. That sounds like Probably fear. Probably screaming like a girl, but <laughs> I, it's only a th- I rolled a 34 on the rolling. But yep, so you are above it, but both of you can take two fear. I uh, rolled a critical success. I don't know what that does on a fear roll. Uh, critical success. So you're going to take one fear, uh, and how do you how do you not be scared of? what just happened i mean any sane person is going to look at this and go oh my goodness what the hell you just what how do you explain this to yourself i'd rather take the full amount of fear actually uh there's no way to explain uh it's it's part of the mech that just looks like a human head it, it's not a human head it's it's a it's part of the loader it's the only way. <laughs> I like it. Weird loader. So Aiden is just screaming, screaming, and running toward the weapons locker. Uh, what are you doing, Aiden? Uh, sorry, Dante. My apologies. Uh, my very first priority is my space tape, my trusty space tape, uh, and start wrapping up a part of my leg that is currently leaking okay go ahead and give me a repair roll this is going to be a trivial uh because it's like that you have stuff in your suits to take care of a tear or two um 55 whoa oh two crits in a row critical success so you easily repair that uh but you definitely because you just pull it out and it's it's not wrap you just pull it out it's like a patch as you're pulling it out the back of the patch pulls off and it's just in your hand and you just smack it on there uh kind of like you know a big tube of water that someone has uh, a hole in and they take that little black patch and smack it up against there and just seals it up that same type of thing happens but you have a moment to do something extra uh this thing is within within arm's reach of where you are right now uh as it's starting to slither um, or you have some other options to do to do stuff, but it looks like it's about to launch itself, and the way it's moving, it might make it to Aiden before he makes it to that locker. Okay, I I catch the subtle hints here. I am already on the best employee of the month plaque, and I am going to wrap both arms around the cabling bundle that it is extending from uh, I'm going to plant my feet solidly on the mech structure and I'm going to yoink back as hard as I can okay 
Go ahead and give me a physical attack roll. This is not going to be a critical success. I have used up and this all is of my luck. Also going to be an easy one, so at a 50. Uh, it is not a 50. It is an 18. Okay. So you were able to to touch it, uh, but weren't able to stop what it's doing. Uh, but it looks like you may have, have caused it just a little bit. And as it takes off, its trajectory isn't perfectly at Aiden. Uh. However, Aiden, as you are running to get to the other side... Now, remember, you were on one side of this, and like I said, it's a few hundred feet of a cavernous thing. So as you're just booking it, uh, this thing goes flying by like a foot to your left. It doesn't have mag boots on. Woohoo! <laughs> and you see it... Ju- I mean, it's sailing by. It's going probably two to three times as fast as you are. Uh, and it looks like, based on trajectory, it's going to land like ten, about 20 to 30 feet away from the weapons locker that you're heading towards. So you continue running, of course, uh, unless you want to change direction. Uh, it's a lot easier to dodge. if It, it has to like take a running swipe at 30 feet. Like, I, I can die. I got mag boots on. This thing is in zero G. Like I just gotta stay in the, like a, the middle of a large open area and just keep like sidestep five feet to the left every time it jumps, right? You, yep, that's definitely a, a plan. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and it can't cha- it can't change uh, trajectory mid mid air, so uh, uh, let's just keep keep an eye on it and um, continue heading to the left. I can be a little bit more calmer now. The initial panic is over. <laughs> some realization here that this thing has got some limitations. Okay. You make it to the weapons locker. Uh, the first thing you notice is that there is a mechanical lock uh, on on the door. It's not, like, think of, like, uh, just a normal padlock on the door. Uh, what would you like to do about that? Uh, let's take some tools off and cut the sucker, because that's what tools are for. Okay, so you pull out your liquid metal tool, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and it you just build the form to a it just it's just, it's just metal. It just shears shear right off. Okay, so you what so is it? A cutting tool. What does the tool look like when you turn it into a cutting tool? Uh, probably just like a a, a, a spinning circular thing, like okay. a like sort of a sheath. Okay, so you get the cutter out and you start doing this. Go ahead and give me a mechanical roll. And again, for for anyone new listening, the way Call of the Scion works is you, whenever you call for a role, if your profession, you can describe how your profession would have a bonus or get their profession bonus on it, you get your profession bonus on that role. So being kind of a repair person, I'm assuming you're going to get that. Uh, so you automatically get that profession bonus to it. Um, I rolled a 62, which would have been bumped up to a 72. Okay. Uh, whether that was an easy or a hard, uh, it was going to be it was going to be an easy uh, for that one. So you successfully cut that open. Uh, the doors are now free to be able to open, uh, and the the little snaky teethy skull head thing uh, looks like it's going to start coming for you as well, uh, Aiden. Or not Aiden. I keep screwing that up. My apologies, Dante. What are you going to do? All right. I don't need to attack. I'm I'm on the neck part, the the extending bundle. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and all I need to do is shove and pull to send a, a whip wave down the entire length of the bundle. Uh, and when it reaches the very end, he's going to go on a little bit of a ride. Okay. So, so I, I mistaken. You, you actually grabbed onto it as it flew across. So, the other thing to kind of you know retro on this, Aiden, is when you saw that snake go by, you also saw Dante holding onto it go flying by as well. Oh, uh, <laughs> which I like that better. That that That's visual good. of like this skull with filed teeth that are that are pointy, with this like umbilical spinal cord, and you on the tail of it just holding onto it. Flying through this, this let go. <laughs> uh, so you're gonna, you're just gonna kind of like crack the whip on this thing. So go ahead, you're gonna need a roll on it. It's not an attack, but let's see what that does. So this is, so with this call of the scion, we're gonna use this kind of as a, you know, a good success is going to give you more oomph into what what you're describing. So oh, that rolls a sixty-three. Okay. So with a 63, you do you just whip this thing, uh, and it's like literally cracking a whip. So you kind of pull back a little bit and then quickly flick forward, and you just watch that wave go through this umbilical cord. And as it hits the, the skull part of this, the head part of this, uh, it just snaps. And one of the eyes pops out and Aiden, as you're trying to fumble with this thing, that eyeball just smacks up onto your helmet and sticks there. And it's right in front of one of the cameras because your helmet, if I remember right, is you don't have a, a, a physical view outside. There's no glass that you look through. You're looking at like little cameras type of stuff. But it smacks right into one of the cameras. And so like your left eye can only see right into an eyeball. Loss of depth perception here. <laughs> so you rip open this and you have multiple different ooh, excuse me options of of weapons here uh looks like there's some type of physical ones like you know think of like cutting tools or cutting weapons that type of stuff uh you also have some projectile type of things uh in here um some mags and stuff like that kind of hanging in spots uh what are you what are you grabbing um probably the melee weapon at the moment because it's this thing has to get close there's no range needed um and firing weapons inside of space stations has never been the greatest idea uh, granted we already invented the atmosphere so okay um not as bad there are definitely some like rather significant knives think of like you know uh not not quite machete size but think of like Rambo type of knife, like you know, a good anything, combat knife. Like bashing, any There's type of bashing weapons. Definitely some batons for sure. Like think Go of like baton. Like well, not a not a baton like you'd think like in a parade baton, but like a police baton type of thing. So um, very hard plastic type thing. You know, probably like two to three feet in length. Anything that would would have like an electric shocker at the end to disable electronics and. And or incapacitate people sounds like a would be a good idea. Go ahead and give me a search on that one. See if you can see if you can see that. Uh, this one's going to be an easy. Uh, Seventy-four. You do find one. So you pull that out. 
you flick the switch, and the battery's still good. You can see that the tip, uh, you know, you're in a vacuum. There's not as much going on, but there's definitely some little arcs coming off this thing uh, that looks like it's going to do some stuff to somebody that you hit. So as you pull it out, you get ready to smack this thing. Uh, it's going to try and uh, bite at uh, you, Aiden. Uh, so let me get a roll here. Uh, it got a 96 total to bite you. So it Ow. literally, right on your chest, it gets a full bite on your suit, and you can feel those pointy teeth sink into into you. Now, mind you, this isn't, like, it's filed teeth, so it isn't, like, stabbing past your ribs and into you uh, or anything like that, but it definitely has left marks uh, on you and sunk in down to your bone. You can feel the teeth scrape down to your bone and also went through your suit to do that. Uh, And it kind of tries and yanks, and then it opens its mouth to look like it's going to try and bite you again. Uh, Dante, what are you doing as as you watch Aiden pull out this stun baton? Sparks are going off. It's nailed. Nailed him. What are you doing? And it looks like you're holding on to this thing, and he has an electrical baton. Just FYI. How conductive is his head? Uh, Might not be. I think that's how this works. Uh... And I'm I'm insulated in my suit. Wait a second. I'm I'm fine here. I'm not gonna fall for your your breadcrumbs there. Uh, but it also feels like if I do another whip, like it'll be just as he bites in, and it'll be like a extra effective tearing motion on his head. Uh, uh does does Aiden have this? Am I good? Uh, is pill sneaking around from up top uh to help out do i see her at all she looks like she's trying to get into something on the other side of this place great you don't know if that's another weapons locker or something else she could be just ignoring whatever the heck's going on with you guys you're not sure uh you can't quite tell what she's getting into as uh, you can't read the the label, especially that quickly. But she's looks like she's frantically trying to get into something. So, um, I would love to shimmy up the umbilical and grab onto the actual head parts of this mech loader because that's not a dude. This is still a mech loader. Uh, and then I know I'm just gonna get zapped by Aiden. That's just no no good but what would employee of the month do (laughs) uh he would shimmy so i'm going to shimmy up to the head and get a much more firmer grasp to have get more restraint over uh, his ability to bite or attack okay give me give me a physical roll at an easy so this is a 50 i can make a 50 uh, I can make a 40. <laughs> uh, I would love to tell you it is far within my profession to shimmy. Uh, it's not particularly. Okay. Uh, as you're going up, uh, this thing starts wiggling extra. Uh, and so it is on to you, Aiden. Uh, as you see, um, 
Dante kind of trying to pull himself up. It looks like he, maybe he was going to hold it or something. You're you're not 100% sure, but guessing he was going to hold it for you to smack it. Uh, unfortunately, he made it a little more difficult to hit this thing in the face. Uh, so now you're looking at an, a hard roll to, to smack it in the face with your, your stun baton. I just got to hit it anywhere in the, the, yep. the spine, the spine, well, the, the, it's got mechanics, it's got a mechanical, oh, yeah. mechanical spine, right? So that's what we're trying to fry the, the circuits in that. It's still hard. It's still hard. It's moving around too much. All right. So you want to roll? Yeah. If you're going to try and hit it. Uh, 51. So that is a, uh, not a success. Okay. Uh, so you try and hit it. Uh, one is it's shaking around. The other thing is you're venting out. Uh, some oxygen from your suit which ended up bumping you around a little bit too from, you know, puncture wounds kind of in a circular pattern on your left side uh, on your like rib cage uh, and that ends up not quite getting through it uh, it's going to turn around and start wrapping itself around Dante uh, let's give a roll here that's going to stop him from wiggling if he's Got me on lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gets an eighty, so it's it successfully wraps around and starts compressing you, kind of like a, a large snake would do, uh, and starts you can you can start feeling your ribs kind of as it does that. Uh, what are you going to do, Aiden? Or not Aiden? I did it again, Dante. Why would they program a loader to do this? Who would do this? Uh, maybe this is how it loads stuff, right? Right? Like, they got the wheels that f- spin in all directions, right? So you mm-hmm. can get, like, 360-degree spin. Uh, here they've got a appendage that wraps around and picks up stuff. Makes sense. Uh, I'm going to... <laughs> Wait. Uh, I'm immobilized. I'm, I'm pinned. Uh... I think all I can do is either yell for help or try to break the grasp. Uh, do I have oh. any cool like? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll shunt oxygen to. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, I mean, like you gonna, said, you—it's kind of more stationary now. It's stationary. Uh, I'm gonna push off the ground if we're still sort of grappling near the ground uh, towards Aiden to try to line up a shot. Okay, go ahead and give me a roll for that to kind of oh, yeah, that's, help that's line it worked up. Out. That's worked out in the past. Uh, two and a four. A Twenty-four. Okay. Not particularly helpful, uh, but uh, counteracting that is the fact that it is more stationary on you now and there's Instead of just having the head near near Aiden, uh, Dante, you've made it so that way it's kind of got much more area to be able to do this. So, Aiden, on your turn, you can go ahead and take an easy roll on this as it counteracted. Uh, and that was a four. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't get at least I didn't get eleven and uh, hit you. We're not fighters. This is how combat would work in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty uh, chaotic. You're just like, this is accurate, yeah. You're like swinging around, like trying to get off, and I'm just like, 
That's not hit nothing. Alright. I mean, this is zero G fighting. I've never done zero G. This is my first zero G fight. Yep. Yep. Ah. So on it, on its turn, now that it's got you kind of constricted, it's going to try and bite your head, Dante. That's the strongest part of my suit. Mm-hmm. And it rolled an 86. I actually got out physical dice instead of electronic rolling, uh, and it got an 86. And with the bonus, it got a 96 on you. Bonus? So it... It grabs your head, and now its teeth are on your helmet, on on one of the bits that are there. And your helmet uh, starts cracking. That's fine. Because actual employee of the month, Pill, is going to get her action. (laughs) Uh, DM's dice never fail, apparently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They haven't been, which is kind of fun. Uh, You look over, and Pill has in fact gotten something open. Um, and she is reaching in, pulls something out. At, I mean, this thing, you're, it's hard to see it. Your head's getting kind of yanked around, and it's bouncing around inside the helmet uh, as this thing is kind of tearing at your helmet. Uh, but you can see her get ready to launch off toward toward you as well. Uh, what are you going to do, Dante? Well, you know, hopefully it's like an EMP. Hopefully it's a fucking biological warhead and it just ends all of my problems uh uh two rounds i have tried to do something and not helped the situation by thrashing around on this thing uh i would love to however uh we're right near the weapons locker we're right near a shelving unit i'm going to try to smash my head but on his head side I'm going to try to smash his head into a corner of a shelving unit okay go ahead and give me a give me a roll this is going to be an easy to a 50 fail to do this I don't smash my head and that's fine but if I critically fail not to do this a 76 is very close to a 77 all right, so you are able to, in fact, like that, you just basically point your head at, at one of the supports and throw yourself at it, hoping that it's between the support yeah. and your head. And, in fact, you do succeed uh, and daze the thing uh, to a point where, uh, Aiden, if you'd like to take an attack, it's an easy at this point in time on it. I can only miss so many of these in a row. And I got an 80. 80. Uh, you, in fact, hit this thing with the stun baton. Now, the fun part is this stun baton is a military-grade stun baton. Uh, you, in slow-mo, as you hit this thing, you see the other eyeball of this thing blow out its skull uh, as the internal brain pan of this thing instantly boils and causes it to fly out. And again, it now hits your other eye. So now you've <laughs> got looking through your one eye had that the, its other eye stuck to your camera. Your other camera now you when you're in your helmet, you're just looking at eyes staring at you like right in your face. Um 
And for you, Dante, as you're looking at this thing, that happens, and you can see sparks going down its entire its entire spine, uh, and continues to go down. Luckily, at this point in time, it doesn't cause your helmet to rupture or anything like that. Uh, you definitely have kind of going around your entire body as this thing slowly starts to unwind around you or loosen up, not necessarily unwind. Uh, there is just burn marks kind of in a like spring pattern going down your entire body. Um, and you end up with it not doing that. And we'll we'll end it here with uh, Dante with your helmet is cracked. You have burn patterns going down your your suit. Uh, Aiden, you've got some cleaning to do on your helmet, and uh, before you suit repairs to do, am I am I venting air right now, or did it just and yep? Oh, you are venting air, and it's it's not a small patch. Like it's not a single individual hole. This is this is like full on circle. You know, probably three inches in in diameter hole pincushion hole in your suit and we'll we'll end there and bring it up next time with that i'm sure we'll be fine i mean every everything's fine your fear is is going up that's okay nothing wrong with that you've got some problems with your suits at this point in time can't be anything else bad in this station and all the weapons we could want right mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. none yes, of us absolutely. trained to use them but that's fine there you uh-huh. see. point and click there you go. Well, thank you both. That was a heck of a lot of fun. That was pretty good. We'll bring it up next time to see how we survive this. We have time to prepare the weapons and learn how to fire them, learn what the safeties are, learn how to load them. Sure, sure. Sure. Firing firing weapons and, and taking the time in, in this area when you know that there are three other people suits things walking around the station nothing nothing bad could happen nothing at all but we'll find out next time i mean walter was pretty nice (laughs) yep